Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 14. Thanks once again for being here. Well, it's Thursday night, friends. Closing in on the end of another week. I have a glass of wine by my side. Although really, perhaps I should have like a banana daiquiri or something, uh, given what tonight's game is. We'll get to that in a minute. What's new with you? I have some news, which is good, given that this is the news segment of the show. So, got a question for you. Do you like this show? I mean, I'll take hate listeners if I can get them, but I'd rather have you actually like the show. You do? Do you like stuff? Of course you do. A lot of you are Americans, and Americans are nothing if not people who like stuff. And also deep-fried things. But that's another story. Well, now you can own stuff with the name of this show on it. After some trial and error, the AB underscore pod underscore store is now up and running, apparently, on Zazzle.com. There's also something called an Atari Bytes Gifts store there that has stuff in it that isn't my stuff. They have nice stuff too, but it's not my stuff. So go to the AB underscore pod underscore store to get mugs, t-shirts, mouse pad, shoes with laces made of the intestines of your enemies, Louis XIV chairs, pretty much whatever you want that I could slap the Atari Bytes logo on, it's there. Enjoy. In other news, on Facebook this week, I heard from my new friend, Randall Kindig, from Antic, the the Atari 8-Bit Podcast, which you should be listening to. Okay, hold on, I'll wait. Are you back? Did you enjoy the show? Yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Uh, Randy also hosts the Floppy Days Podcast, which... Okay. Go listen to that too. All right, are you gonna stay this time? Okay. So anyway, I heard from Randy Kindig on Facebook this week. He said some nice things and wanted to introduce himself. So thanks for getting in touch, Randy. Of course, it's a good time to remind everybody. I'd love to hear from you on Facebook. Uh, on the Atari Bytes page, or hit me up on uh, Twitter, at Atari Bytes, or me personally, at Carnival of Glee. little insider information for you. Pretty much both of those accounts are me personally. I'm the only one on the show, so if someone answers you on a, at Atari Bytes, it's probably me. If it's not me, it's one of the other voices in my head, and you should probably disregard what he or she says. Anyway, so it was cool to hear from Randy, and uh, I hope to hear from him more, and for our podcast to play nicely together on the playground. Okay, so this week's game is, now that you've had time to go get your banana daiquiris, which is what you have been doing, right? Right? Okay, so this week's game is Amadar, the 1983 Parker Brothers port of the Konami arcade game. Although, i got to be honest, I don't remember ever playing this in the arcade. Probably because there would have been arcades full of comatose children. Spoiler. 
I'm not crazy about this game. But, you know, we're nothing if not fair and impartial on this show. So let's just see what we have and check it out. I'm reading my official paper manual from the copy of the game that I got as a kid. Hoping to God I didn't spend my own allowance money on this. The setup for the game is one paragraph long. Here's what it says. Get ready. First, you're a gorilla in a maze pursued by wild warriors. Exclamation point. The gorilla wants to color in the maze, and the warriors want to do in the gorilla. It's up to you to keep the gorilla ahead of the patrolling pack while you guide him on his coloring spree every which way throughout the maze. If you're successful, suddenly you're a paint roller pursued by patrolling pigs. And it's another fast and furious chase all over again. Another exclamation point. They are trying really hard to inject some excitement into this. The object of the game. The object of the game is to, quote, color in, unquote, as many mazes as you can while avoiding the patrolling warriors or pigs and to collect the most points along the way. Uh, this game where you're using the joystick, it's a one-player game. Basically, you use the joystick to maneuver the gorilla or paint roller up, down, left, and right throughout the maze. Gotta tell you, it's not so much a maze. It's not like you're going to get lost in this thing. It's really just a grid where you're filling in blocks of color. The first round in Amadar is the warrior and gorilla game. In this round, you'll have three gorillas with which to color in the entire maze. As soon as you hit the reset switch, you'll see the first gorilla at the right-hand side of the maze. There will be a short pause, and the action will begin. <laughs> as soon as the warriors begin their patrol, start your gorilla coloring his way through the maze. To color, you must move the gorilla along the lines that form the various boxes inside the maze. Trace one side of a box, and the side turns blue. Trace all four sides of a box, and the box turns blue. Try to color in the entire maze in this way. You don't have to trace all four sides of one box before you trace another. You may move any which way throughout the maze that you wish. Man, these guys are crazy. Just don't run into a warrior or he'll squash your gorilla. I had a squashed gorilla once. I got some ointment, cleared it right up. Warriors always turn the nearest corner they encounter. Warriors can intersect one another. Warriors always move faster than the gorilla. In every round, there is a special warrior who moves in a different way from the others. This warrior is called a jerkface. Oh, sorry. He's called the tracer. The tracer patrols only the outer edge of the maze. Like the warriors, the tracer moves faster than the gorilla. Oh, here we come to what is perhaps the most creepy part of this game. The red button. If the warrior should close in on you, press the red button on your joystick controller and release it. When that happens, you send them to the cornfield with all the people at that kid in the Twilight Zone episode. Oh wait, sorry, that's not what it says. The warriors will turn into little shadows you can pass right through. It's creepy as hell. Walking along, warriors are on your tail, you push the button and poof, there's just an inky black void right there in front of you. I can't tell you how many times in my daily life I would like to have a button like that. Just temporary, and then they come back. So you push the button, they, t they turn into, what did it say? Little shadows you can pass right through. Get by them quickly because in a moment or two they'll become wild warriors again. Another exclamation point. Man, when they wrote this manual, exclamation points were cheap. Well, you know, it was 30 years ago. Inflation and everything. Bold print. You can make the warriors disappear four times for every gorilla. Note. Holding down the red button will cause the warriors to disappear and appear alternately up to four times, depending on the number of chances you have left to do so. And then we get to the psychotic part of the game. 
turning the warriors into chickens. There's one point in the game where you get to take revenge on the warriors, exclamation point. Start playing a drinking game. Every time I say exclamation point from now on, throw back a shot of whatever you prefer. Just keep the download open uh, when you pass out. Just complete coloring the four corner boxes and the warriors will turn into chickens. This happens the moment the last side of the last corner box is colored. Then it's your turn to do the catching. But remember, like the warriors, the chickens are faster than the gorilla, so don't chase them. Instead, lay in wait and try to catch them as they turn corners. You'll score bonus points for every chicken you can catch. Because gorillas love nothing more than chicken, I guess? Anyway, be quick, because after a few seconds you'll hear a warning sound and the chickens will become war wild warriors once again. Note, if you should complete coloring the four corners boxes, the four corner boxes and the entire maze at the same time, you'll automatically move into the next round, forfeiting the chickens for bonus points game. <sighs> Son of a gun. End of the round. Remember that you have three gorillas, chances, with which to color in the entire maze. If your third and last gorilla gets squashed before you've done so, that's the end of the round and the end of the game. But if you do color in the entire maze using three or fewer gorillas, you'll have made it to the second round, the pigs and paint rollers game. This round plays just like the Warriors and Gorilla game. It's just played with different characters. But because it's the second round, the pigs will move a bit faster. Also, the number of paint rollers with which you'll have to paint the maze will depend on the number of gorillas you used in the first round. Oh, that's tricky. If there are three gorillas remaining on the screen at the end of the first round, you'll have three paint rollers. If there are two, you'll have two paint rollers, and so on and so on. If you can paint the entire maze using the available number of paint rollers or fewer, you'll have made it to round three, which just means you go back to the Warriors and the Gorillas game, which is sort of a letdown. The strategy hints are not all that helpful. Strategy hint A, when making a turn inside the maze, you may want to lead into it with the joystick as opposed to controlling the gorilla with your mind. B, in order to earn the most points catching chickens, leave one side of the last corner box untraced. Wait until the warrior pigs are close by, then complete the last corner of the box. You'll be in a posi better position to catch them. All right. Well, I warned you. That's the setup for Amadar. I think we should polish up off our uh, banana daiquiris and check this thing out. I'm going to go get a refill, and then after the break, we'll get into it. See you on the flip side. Amadar, King of the Apes. Don't tell King Kong I said that. I'll deny it. Living the good life as all gorillas do. Got a banana in one hand and the remote control on the other. Unfortunately, there's not much on TV. Gorilla Digest and Live with Gorilla and Gorilla and Good Morning Gorilla are all off today. What should I do? Man, this place could use some sprucing up. I know. I'll paint the apartment. Got my paint roller. Here we go. Oh, that's a lovely shade. Whoa, who let all those... Oh! That's not cool, wild warriors. Oh, I pushed a button. I sent them all into an inky black void. Sorry. Oh, they're back. All right. 
Wow. Who knew that painting could actually be more boring than watching the paint dry? There's nothing going on in this game. Just walking along, painting this room. If it wasn't for these green boogers chasing me, I'd be sleepwalking right now. Oop, there you go to the left. Oh! Chime means I finished a section of the room or the building. Not actually sure if I'm inside uh, an apartment with all the different rooms or if I'm scaling the outside of a building or what. But it looks pretty. My brushwork is unmatched. Some gorillas go to the circus, some go to the zoo, some actually, weirdly, get left alone in their natural habitat. Not me, though. I grew up in the wilds of Home Depot. When my brothers and sisters were swinging from the trees, I was swinging from an 8-foot extension ladder. Wild warrior. I gotta say, you warriors are perhaps warrior-like, but you're not all that wild. You're persistent. I'll give you that. And that's the end of the game, I guess. Back to you in the studio. All right. So that's Amadar. The round before I recorded that commentary, I got to the pigs and paint rollers level quite easily. In the round you heard in the audio, unfortunately, I did not. I didn't even get to the part where they turned into chickens. I was too busy banishing wild warriors to the void, which is creepily kind of fun, actually. I'm going to go on a limb here and say that in all the uh, weeks that I've been doing this show, Amadar may rank now as the most boring game that I've done on this show. Uh, I really don't like this game. I don't really understand what the point of the game is. I don't understand what the original concept was supposed to be. It's just boring as heck. Even the audio, I had trouble making the commentary interesting because there's not a whole lot to listen to. There's no music. There's not a whole lot of noise. It's just you driving your little gorilla around this grid, which isn't even really a maze because it's not like you can get trapped down a blind alley or something. You're just kind of walking around with green boogers chasing you. So, if I wasn't clear, I don't really like this game. But it's very, very weird, which is the only criteria it needs to meet to make it onto Atari Bytes. Remember back in the 80s, somewhere in the midst of all that background noise drowned out by MTV and Atari games, probably Pac-Man, you could just faintly hear Nancy Reagan busily telling us all to just say no to drugs. If we all hadn't been so stoned at the time, we probably would have heard her. Now, I've never been a pot smoker. Kids just say no to drugs, like Nancy told you 30 years ago. So I'm not a pot smoker, never have been. But I have a feeling 
if I did smoke a bit fat joint, and then somebody said, go run an Atari game, Amadar would be the one that I would come up with. What the hell is going on in this game? Gorillas and paint rollers, and then you become a paint roller? Couldn't you just stay a gorilla, and maybe the wild warriors get tougher or something? Why do you have to turn into a paint roller? And what is up with the pigs chasing you? Do pigs like to eat paint rollers? I guess if they do, that explains the weird thing that happened to me at Home Depot last weekend, but that's a story for another podcast. So, when you download this episode, you probably noticed the Amadar cover that was used at the icon for the episode. Look at that gorilla on there. That monkey dude looks an awful lot like Dr. Zayas from Planet of the Apes. Just saying. Don't have anything to do with anything. Just an observation. So, I don't love this game. In my notes here, I'm reading from my notes here. I don't love this game. I don't hate it. It's just sort of meh. I think I'm ready to commit tonight to saying I really kind of hate this game. There is a certain joy of accomplishment that comes from filling in all the colored squares. Kind of like mowing the lawn or thoroughly hiding the bodies. But beyond that, there's just nothing that really grabs me about this game. It's just weird. We've got gorillas. We've got painting gone amok. We've got extended chase sequences, I guess. So maybe there's some stuff we can work with for our story analysis. I guess it's got that going for it. Hmm. Alright. Gorillas, chase scenes, vibrant color gone amok. You know what we've got here, friends? This is a 1980s romantic comedy premise. Or a shaggy dog going ape teen wolf kind of thing where you're turning into another creature. Or maybe it's the best of both worlds. Alright, before we get any further, let's review. Say it with me. What are the five elements of a plot? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, alright, I'll do it. But next time, it's your turn. Five elements of a plot. The introduction or exposition. Followed by the rising action, which leads up to the climax. The high point of the story. Then you have the falling action as things start to slow down. Finally, the resolution, or denouement, where the story, all the elements of the story, if it's done right, are wrapped up and the story ends. So, here's what I think from playing Amadar. Here's my idea of what actually could make all of this stuff on the screen make some semblance of sense. The introduction. The setup. Typical 80s movie premise. Let's say I'm a good-looking dork and or witty dude. I'm clever, but I'm just not living up to my potential. I'm just spending my days working at the video store. Sure, my VHS picks are consistently the favorites of my customers. Some people scoffed when I recommended Mannequin 2, but my customers loved it. Somehow, though, I managed to land a hot girlfriend. Yeah, life is pretty sweet here in the 1980s. But then, the rising action comes over the horizon. My girlfriend's dad is super successful. He doesn't like me very much, because I'm not. Although, as I noted, I am incredibly handsome and witty. My girlfriend is a daddy's girl, and thanks to him, she's pressuring me to commit. But how can I? I'm a screw-up, but I can't lose my hot girlfriend. 
So I gotta do something to make a good impression and win over her dad and make her happy. What can I do? I know, I'll paint my apartment. So here we get to the climax. And here's where the game actually kicks in. <sighs> Getting my act together is hard, man. So much pressure. The stress is getting to me. This apartment's got to be awesome. Everything's riding on it. I'm a madman with a paint roller. Painting, painting, sloosh, splash, color, paint, everywhere. Then suddenly, hey, who the hell let all these wild warriors in here? The pressure's too much. I can't handle it. I'm going crazy. So I turn into the Hulk. Er, wait, hold on. We don't have the rights to the Hulk for the podcast. Uh, I turn into the thing. Nope, wait, sorry. Same problem. Uh, I turn into a gorilla. A generic, nondescript gorilla who happens to be named Amadar. Alright. Fortunately, I'm not just any gorilla. I'm a gorilla who's awesome at cutting in corners and doing edging like nobody's business. Those wild warriors can't lay a hand on me. Before long... The living room is gorgeous. Time to break out the wine coolers. Thank you, Mr. Seedrum. Alright. I even had time... I forgot, I even had time to eat a couple chicken legs. And kick back. But now here we come to the falling action. And by definition, falling action means... You're gonna go splat. Oh no! I say, in gorilla ease. My girlfriend just pulled up outside my building. The kitchen, level two of the game, isn't done yet. There's a knock at the door. It's not my girlfriend, though. It's Farmer John from down the hall. No, John, keep those pigs outside. No, I'll never get married now. My girlfriend's rich dad was right. About me, not the parachute pants retail outlet. That was just a stupid idea. Those things aren't going to last. I eat a miserable banana and will my gorilla self to become one with the paint roller. I have to get this done. From much concentration, I mold myself. I become the paint roller. And the paint job is done. The pigs are bacon. All is well. I roll, get it, into the resolution or denouement of our little story. The credits roll over me, backed by a blaring Huey Lewis and the News soundtrack. I re morph out of gorilladom back into my normal mulleted self. I slip on my members only jacket and me and my new wife drive away from the church. The just married sign hangs off the back of the Datsun which has paint rollers tied to the bumper. In a post credit sequence of our 80's romantic comedy my girlfriend's dad sells the parachute pants warehouse and is now rollerblading down the boulevard listening to his Walkman. He high-fives me outside the video store, which I now own. Achievement unlocked, which confuses me because we don't know that term in the 80s. And that's the end of that story. We can now close the book on the 80s. Wait, that'd mean the end of the podcast. All right, we'll keep the book open, but we're going to go toss Amadar into the river. And that's our show. But before we go, here's our buddy, Bill Kendrick, from the XEGS Podcast, which is a show you should all be listening to. With, uh, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. 
Happy birthday, dear me. Happy birthday to me. Okay, it's not actually my birthday. But I had to fill some time there while you abandoned me to listen to the XEGS podcast. I know, it was awesome. They were probably smart enough not to do Amadar this week. Anyway, so here's Bill Kendrick to tell us about the Atari party that he's hosting uh, this summer out in Davis, California. Take it away, Bill. Hey, Bill. It's Bill Kendrick from the XCGS Cart by Cart podcast. I want to let you and your listeners know that I'm hosting my 8th annual Atari party this summer out here in Davis, California. That's near Sacramento and not far from the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. It's free and will undoubtedly have at least one Atari 2600 set up. It's a one-day event on Saturday, July 30th. Visit newbreedsoftware.com slash Atari party for more info. Thanks. Thanks, Bill. Thanks also to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs Take a Chance, Reformat, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on a variety of podcatchers. Do, do, do leave us a review on iTunes. Seriously, those little eye gremlins keep hopping up by my pillow at night, whispering in my ear that the show rankings need our help, and other listeners are lost in the podcast fog, desperate for another show to listen to. I could live with all that, but when they're done... The eye gremlins then pee on my pillow. And I don't like it. So just leave a review. You can email us at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. You can like the show on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at ataribytes. Or me personally at Carnival of Glee. Although as I said before, if you follow either one, you're probably getting me. And if you're not, just promise me you won't do whatever the voice that's controlling the account account tells you to do. And don't forget to stop by the show's Patreon page if you're so inclined. I thank you in advance. And of course, check out the Zazzle store, capital A, capital B, underscore, P-O-D, underscore, store, for some sweet Atari Bytes merch. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Oh, 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 oh,